bonus episode number one. Karen, you are out of order. Hello, it's Dee again on the Black Girls Do Everything podcast channel. A few days ago, I saw a post on Facebook that really riled me up, and I knew I had to make a bonus episode to share my thoughts with you. Most of you already know who Karen is. She's a white woman who wells her white privilege to hurt a person of color. In the history of the United States, her doing this has led to the death of thousands of men and women of color, not even touching on the slavery pandemic in the Americas, we have heard about Emmett Till, a child who was accused of disrespecting a white woman and later found tortured, beaten, and hanged. No charges were pressed at the time. Taking the life of an individual of color bore no consequences, which is why it happened so often. We have heard these types of stories hundreds of times, and when a woman or man chooses to endanger the life of another human being, they do so often believing that there will not be any consequences. But I think that thanks to the Me Too movement and the Black Lives Matter movement, we are in the grips of a perfect storm, and the trifecta has also been the addition of COVID-19. A storm that is going to bring about change. People are being held accountable for their misdeeds. So let me share a little about what got me riled up. And I'm going to share information about more recent incidents that have been in the news. I won't go into great detail about the other stories, but in order to maintain clarity, it's important that we discuss things and encompass the entire picture of these situations. We will be right back to start our discussion. Hello, and welcome back to the Black Girls Do Everything podcast. Our topic today is about Karens being out of control. I have had difficulty with this topic, like a lot of other women of color, because what we see happening not only disgusts us, it makes us even more aware of the fact that even though the media tends to focus on what is happening to black men out there in the public eye, it could just as easily be us. Hence the hashtag, say her name. Just this weekend, I saw a Facebook story about a woman who was getting her hair colored. And when the colorist got to a certain point, she told the customer that her assistant was going to take over. The woman went ballistic. So let me play the devil's advocate and take her side. One, as a woman of color with lupus who has been gray since my teens, I know that coloring is a specialty and that a colorist is an artist. I can even understand the client only wanting the colorist to do her hair. But a response to the woman telling her that a woman of color was very, very qualified and was going to complete her coloring was not only disrespectful, it was criminal. She raised her hand to strike her after being verbally abusive and telling her that she was going to complete the job. Now, many of us grew up with the adage, that you get more flies with honey, which means that had she been polite and explained that she didn't want anyone else working on her hair, that she booked with her and only wanted her to do the work, instead of being abusive and physically threatening, this situation might have had a different outcome in her favor. It's important to note a few things. First, apparently this woman has been a client at this salon for some time. 
She came to the person from the previous owners of the salon. So she was known for being difficult and a little obnoxious and for making racist comments about Mexicans. Having had to quiet her down before and tell her that she, what she was saying wasn't nice, she knew her, but she wasn't prepared for the tirade and aggressive outburst that occurred. Another important thing to note is that once she became aware that the incident was being recorded, she changed her tune a little and started begging for her to finish her hair. And even after she was put out of the salon, she was begging her to finish. She was actually surprised that she was being denied service after raising her hand to strike the person who was working on her hair. So at first glance, many will agree that this behavior was deplorable, but I can guarantee you that in a few days, the tide will turn. And when she starts to suffer repercussions because of her behaviors, the others will come out of the closet and start telling us that the punishment was more severe than the original crime. Another quick break and we will continue the story. We're back. A few months ago, a gentleman was bird watching in Central Park in New York City. In that section of the park, there are signs clearly designating it as a dog-restricted area. Pets must be on a leash. Another Karen, named Amy, had her dog off the leash, and when he told her and pointed to the sign, she berated him and told him to leave her alone. When he repeated the information, she told him she was going to call the police. He filmed her calling the police, and we watched her change her voice to one of alarm and fear and state that he was a threat to her. Fortunately, he had left the park by the time that the police arrived. Now, the police had been informed that a black man was threatening a white woman in the park and that she feared for her safety. What was the possibility that they would come with guns drawn or prepared to protect her supposedly endangered life? During the conversation, she was also seen abusing her dog by choking him. We later found out that the dog was a rescue and was removed from her care after the video went viral. We also found out the gentleman was a professor and it was evident through their interaction that he was very well spoken, not abrasive, nor abusive in any manner. She was very aware of what she was doing and the consequences for her actions could have been brutal. She knew that when the police arrived, they were more likely to believe her version of the story. Yesterday on a news broadcast, I learned that she had made a second phone call to the police, also saying that he was a threat. In the following weeks after the video went viral, she lost her job when her employer saw the video and received comments from the viewers. The dog was also taken back by the rescue for her abuse on camera. Many started saying a few weeks later that the punishment was much worse than the crime. I think that it's very important to understand that in some cases, in some situations, severe punishment often leads to a change in behaviors. We live in a country where many do not value the lives of people of color. This woman knew her power and also knew that when the police came, 
they were more likely to believe her and to abuse, possibly hurt, or kill the gentleman, as has been evidenced many times on video. We have seen it on television and we've seen it on the internet continuously over the past decade and more recently on nearly a monthly basis. Another Karen was walking in her neighborhood and saw a gentleman writing Black Lives Matter on his driveway wall. She asked him if he lived there and was told to mind her business. He did not feel she had the right to come up on his property and question him. She then lied and said she knew the owner and it wasn't him. Then she harassed him further and finally called the police. What gave her the right to question and demand an answer from him? It was not her property. She did not know that it was his property. If a man or woman of color walked up to a white person and demanded the same information, would they have been required to answer? Once again, the incident was taped and after going viral, her name, her address, her lies, her employment were all revealed. After this incident, once again, the trolls really came out against any form of punishment that the abusers were met. I believe she was with her husband. Why do they think that white women or men have the God-given right to abuse an individual of color and should never suffer any consequences? My own personal theories all stem from the history of blacks and individuals of color in this nation. But I must also admit that since the outburst against racism sparked by the Black Lives Matter movement, I have seen that racism rears its ugly head all over the world. Due to the nature of the slave pandemic and the horrible relationship it tried to maintain between folks of color and white folks here in America, there is a harshness and ugliness in this country that isn't often seen in other places. We have also been subjected to a president who will not define the Klan and other racist supremacist groups in the country, including militias, as terrorists. And when you call the police or any authority on an individual of color, feeling that these actions are within your rights, knowing the consequences could be deadly, you are by the very definition a terrorist. As a woman of color, I live in a constant state of fear for my loved ones. Because I'm older, I fear a little bit less for myself. But now, I feel a loss of security and trust. Our men, our husbands, our son, our children, and other women are under constant threat. And I must clarify my thoughts on comments that using the term Karen is in of itself racist. Let me clearly state that black people and people of color cannot be racist by the very definition of the word. Racism requires a position of power which individuals of color do not have. We can be prejudiced and we can be biased, but we do not have the political or monetary clout to influence the systemic oppressions that bear down on us. We have no control over banking or their regulations. We have no control over housing or the regulations that work against us. We have no control over the in 
insurance monster that redlines areas and doesn't insure us, doesn't make payments when we process insurance claims. We also have seen the ending of the Voting Rights Act. It has yet to be renewed under the current administration and many affirmative action policies that were put in place to even the playing field that has for so long worked against us. As a woman of color, I live with a lot of anger and disappointment. Many of my elders feel that because many people of color have come further than was possible during their time, 50, 60, 75 years ago, that things are better. And while things were slowly improving in the last two decades, many things have not. We should all be treated equally and fairly under the laws of this United States. We are not. And until we work to destroy and remove the systemic strongholds that keep some in power, some living better lives, and some in control while others are denied basic rights and freedoms, this country may continue to head towards a civil war. To conclude this episode, I must first make a correction. The Voting Rights Act was renewed on July 18th of 2020. It passed even though every Republican voted against it. There has been a push to make it a law in honor of our beloved John Lewis. Let me also add that Amy Cooper, the Karen in the Park, has been arrested and charges have been filed against her for filing a false police report. She could do some time in jail but the news report stated that they were trying to work out a deal where she did not have to do any jail time but would be required to attend some type of training. Maybe some believe that some type of education and sensitivity training would make a difference. I'm a staunch believer in 3,000 hours of community service in a boys and girls club or a local community center in an African-American community or any community of color plus donations to the rescue facility and a thousand hours of sensitivity training and education at her own expense. In conclusion, this is a reminder that the Black Girls Do Everything podcast is the opinion of its writers. We apologize for any errors made because of incorrect information available via social media and the press. We will make corrections when notified of unintentional mistakes. We also need to share our thanks for your support. We are starting this podcast on a shoestring budget without any supporters other than the great platforms that are carrying us. Please be patient as we build this channel with better equipment and learn the ins and outs of how to provide you with the best possible sound quality. We are starting out using an iPhone 10 and an iPad. Just realizing one day it was better to just get started than to wait around and see what might happen. Please share our links with your friends and follow us. And on a last note, please be aware that none of the podcasts are to be reproduced or copied in any form without the written permission of Black Girls Do Everything and its owner. This is D signing off. Please stay well and be safe.